Because of the boy in the post-truth apocalypse, I'm Ben. As always, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Hey. Okay. All right. Today is a movie special. All praise the movie special. Yeah. It is Dead Man's Shoes, as picked by Pete. Yep. One of my one of my favourite films, actually. I've, I've liked it for, for well, probably since about 2005 when I was first introduced to it. Yeah, I've owned it twice because I lost it and had to rebuy it. <laughs> but yeah, you know that's, that's commitment when you rebuy a film. That's what I mean. Yeah. It is genuinely one of my favourite films. It's not got the best script, it's not got the best cast or anything, like, but it kind of has at the same time. It's got a good. It's actually the main characters, Paddy Constantine wrote and starred in this, or yeah. co-wrote and starred in it. Fantastic um, actor. Yeah, brilliant actor. But not one that's. He's not a household name, is he? He's not. He's no. not Arnold Schwarzenegger or. You know what I mean? He got a lot of credit for his role in, what's it called, the Game of Thrones prequel. Not watched it. House of the yeah. Dragon. He yes. plays the uh, he plays the Targaryen king he in that, he? and he's brilliant in that. Okay. He's absolutely fantastic. The guy with the black hair? No, he's got blonde hair, because it's their Targaryens, so they have blonde hair. He needs Sky yeah, to watch that. but in this film, was he the guy with the Oh, yeah, hair? yeah. Yes, he was. He was the main character. Right, before we get into that, let's thank some of the returning listeners. I'd just like to say, tell a friend... Follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Ball in the Post Truth Apocalypse. YouTube is Apocalypse Ball and SoundCloud and Spotify and most other podcasting platforms is Cutting the Ball in the PTA. Quick RIP before we forget. Who's that? So Michael Parkinson. Oh, Parky. Of course, yeah. Parky. Chat shows will never be the same. Absolute <laughs> British legend as far as TV goes. Probably known quite across the world as well because he's, he's interviewed everybody that's worth interviewing isn't he let's face it he's, he's never interviewed us no. <laughs> well <laughs> that's probably because we're not worth interviewing <laughs> i beg to differ sir we're lower than z-listers <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no all the a-listers worth muhammad ali michael jackson bloody uh, oh just, you mr. could t. almost you could almost probably list, mr t you could probably list any fucking big name I think we've all probably sat there and watched an episode of Parkinson at some point in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone in the UK has, I'll guarantee you that. Yeah. RIP to you. Mr. Parkinson. So let's go through the list. Hornchurch in the UK, Vasteras in Sweden, Aberdare in the UK, Frankfurt and Maine in Germany, Fort Myers in Florida, Veringerwerf in the Netherlands, I like I that thought name. Aberdare was in Wales. Oh, it well, yeah, it's, it's still the United Kingdom, Claire. Yeah. They ain't out yet. Don't offend them, they've only just come. <laughs> I do apologise, you're in Wales. It's probably you're an English bloke anyway. But you're also still in the UK. Or, or lady. You're king too. <laughs> Not my fucking king. <laughs> it's not like he likes to wind up the Welsh guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Haiti in Missouri, Brussels, Belgium, Madrid in Spain, Bengaluru, India, Ashburn, Virginia, Stevenage in the UK, and top is Guadalajara, Spain. Thank you all for the listening. Thank Tell you. a friend. Send us a message. Give us an episode suggestion. Ooh, that's the first time you've offered that out. Nah, isn't we've offered that loads of times. Nobody ever does though. Aww. No, we've always we've said a few times. Give us a subject. Give us a subject, and we'll talk shit about it for forty-five minutes. No problem. That's it. <laughs> I can talk. I can talk about shit things for forty-five minutes. Just shit. There you go. We could probably talk about shit for 45 minutes. Let's not. Go shit, go shit, My favourite shit's the ghost shit. <laughs> Less smelling. Yeah. That's the one where you convince you've had a shit. You've had a shit, but you can't... You can't you wipe it, there's nothing there. It's like 
there's nothing in the toilet either. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is it? It's just straight up the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> so cylindrically perfect. It just shoots up. Hey, it's a possibility. It is literally the perfect poop. So let's not talk about let's not talk poop about for 45 minutes. Let's get let's, on to the film. Let's talk about Dead Man's <laughs> Shoes, a 2004 British psychological thriller directed by Shane Meadows and starring Paddy Considine, both of whom co-wrote the film with Paul Fraser. The film was as Toby Kebbell, Gary Stretch and Stuart Wolfenden, released in the UK on October 2004 and the United States on 12th of May 2006. It took him three weeks to film this and it was like literally like a £700,000 budget. Does show in places, I must admit. Yeah. We do like our low-budget films, though, don't yeah. we? Yeah. A 7.6 on IMDb. That's quite a high, high rating. High. Yeah, that's quite a high rating. I, well, I'll get into our rating. My, uh, we'll do our ratings at the end. Yeah. 74. 74%? Out of, out of 10. <laughs> wow, you're giving it an impossible score. You like it that much? <laughs> no, I'm joking. So, Richard, ex-paratrooper been away in the army, returns to his hometown of Matlock in Derbyshire in the Peak District. No, it looked like a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I said Derby, Mike's got to criticise it. <laughs> beautiful part of the country, in all fairness. It did look quite picturesque. Rolling hills and small, beautiful old villages and that. It's just, it is a lovely place. Well, we farms. didn't see that, did we? We saw the buildings that were run down. And... Yeah, but it is a lovely part of the country, that is. You do see snippets of it. Yeah. Well, look, you know, this is my, mine and Mike's first time watching this film. I've I'd never heard of it, to be fair. Until Pete know, mentioned it. Yeah, I didn't know and what I to expect. I like the director. This is England, sorry, go on. Didn't know what to expect, you know, no. with these, like, hills and then them going in the car at the, you know, first scenes and that. There's a lot of walking you know, through, the, through the fields and the woods in this one, isn't there? Yeah. But you understand why there was that, though, because he was being incognito, wasn't he? You know what I thought? I was like... Why is he dressed as Rambo from First Blood? Because <laughs> he's got the green jacket. That was like a green army style <coughs> jacket that Rich is wearing in this film. Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. So, yeah maybe it's he's got the blue jeans. And I was like, he's dressed like Rambo from First Blood. It's quite a similar film in a way. Yeah, I guess it is. Maybe it is a slight homage to it then. Yeah. wonder whether they realised that it was. <laughs> what I did like was the gritty sort of real life feeling of it. Oh yeah, it was grim dark. Yeah, it was grim. It was life in Derby. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, because they had loads of well, just old stuff, wasn't it? It just felt mm. really old. It's an old mining town, isn't it? And and that it really portrayed that yeah. proper typical kind of terraced old grey. You had to put the mutants down in the mines when they were filming. What are you suggesting, Mark? The people of Derby are some kind of flesh-eating chud? I'd never make that. Am I right to say that Nottingham Forest and Derby, for some reason, like have some kind of... I think that's coming out, yeah. Right, okay. I don't think, unless Mike's just had a really bad experience in Derby. That's what I was wondering. Is there something you're not telling us, Michael? (laughs) Very bad night out, by the sounds of things. We did actually stop in Derby for about 30 minutes on the way back from Nottingham. Right. Yeah. Is it the worst 30 minutes of your life? <laughs> it wasn't actually that bad, to be fair. <laughs> so Derby's okay. <laughs> but you're just bred to hate them, aren't you, as a, you know, as a Forest fan? It's like, as a Liverpool fan, you're bred to hate the Manx. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just playing on that a bit. I don't <laughs> like people from Burnley. There you go. Nothing against them personally, you just support a rival team. We're all tribal. 
But Darby, yeah, he and his younger, Richard and his younger mentally impaired brother Anthony camp at an abandoned farm near the town. Flashbacks go on to reveal Anthony's abuse by a group of drug dealers in the town and Richard vows to take revenge. Some of the flashbacks are a bit harrowing, aren't they? You yeah. see, it starts off and you're uh, like, these. I've, obviously I've watched this film many times. <laughs> these three are all like, huh, being a bit over the top, ain't he getting revenge, like? Because... <laughs> Because at first, the first couple of flashbacks... Flashbacks, they're all having a good time, aren't well, they? They're, they're, they're bullying him a little they're all, bit. Yeah, they're, they're being a bit boisterous with him because he's, he is younger. Yeah, but it was only a few bongs at first they were giving well, him. Well, they they, but they were feeding him the bongs. They were, he wasn't going to take them... They were them, egging him on. Yeah, he wouldn't have taken them off his own steam, no way, no how. They were pretty much forcing him, peer pressure, down this yeah. mentally impaired guy... He was a bit younger than as well. He was only like 18, 19, I believe. Yeah, they all look like late sort of 30s. Well, anywhere from that... 20-odd to... To yeah. mid-60s. Yeah, yeah. older yeah, yeah. So There's a couple of older gentlemen that hang around with him as well. They must be like the old-school gangsters that kind of been hanging around all their life and never got married and had responsibilities, so they just kept their youth, so to speak. Yeah. Or did have. So there are people, they're, they're people like that I know. There's always that one six-year-old bloke who's never done anything and just keeps on going out and getting pissed every weekend. Yeah, I've never got married, never had kids. Yeah. I don't like my life too much. But yeah, can't so, argue with that, can you? But obviously, as the film progresses, the the clips start to show a little more of the bullying that it, he it, sustained. It starts off from being a bit of minor bullying, like yeah, you're having these drugs, to full-on physical and potentially sexual abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. There was Full sexual on. abuse. Sexual abuse. He yeah. was he yeah. was raped by the girl. He was yeah. I don't think he was that bothered by it, by his reaction after. Well, at first he was. She, but she, she was, he, well, she didn't want to do it, did she? No, no. Even she was told. And when he said, you know, you can either have what's in the mystery box, or you can suck my dick. Yeah, we're kind yeah. of jumping ahead with this anyway, no, I there. suppose. But so you know, Richard Anthony, sorry, has been abused by these drug dealers, and Richard vows to take revenge. At that point, me and Mike and Claire were like, that's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Now Richard meets Herbie, who's one of the abusers. They're in the pub. Him and Anthony are sat in the pub. Richard and Anthony. Very, very horrible. Must be more like an old cafe, to be honest. It had some, a shitty pub cafe thing, wasn't it? It had some weird <laughs> decor for a fucking. It's more like a social club and yeah. long tables and plastic chairs. That's not your game. With a pool table in the middle. Yeah. And he's staring at the bloke, isn't he? Yeah, but he's dealing... This guy's openly dealing drugs in the yeah. pub and no one's batting an eyelid, old Herbie. Apart from Richard. Apart from Richard, who's just staring at him. Well, Anthony says that, that that's one of them, that's one of them yeah. there. So he, he turns his chair purposefully, doesn't he? And like yeah. proper... Just doesn't take his eyes off him. And, and it's pretty obvious to everybody in there who, who could clock this movement that he has got some kind of issue with Herbie. Yeah, and, yeah. And then Herbie, like... Does a couple of deals, doesn't he? And then he, he, he kind of he's noticed him and does another deal, and then he still notices him staring him out, and he goes, "You got a fucking problem, mate, or something along like, those lines." Who you got a problem with? Oh, what? What are you looking at? What are you looking That's at? That's it. What are you looking at? And he went, "You, you cunt!" <laughs> Just proper like, yeah. Lunges forward and says it really menacingly, shouts at the top of his voice, <laughs> and yeah, it's like, "You, you cunt." I think Paddy Considine's brilliant in this movie, yeah. by the way. You yeah. can see it, like, you can sort of see in his eyes that he's mentally deranged. 
Because Richard's got to have some PTSD. He's been in the army for eight years. Been a paratrooper, so if there's been a war on, he's been there. This is based with early 90s, we surmised. So he's probably the, been through the worst of Ireland. Yeah, he would have been in the in Ireland late 80s, early 90s. So some pretty fucking nasty times through that period. And being a paratrooper, believe you me, he saw shit. Yeah. He shot people. He got shot at. He saw his friends get killed. I guarantee that because the paratroopers, they were in the thick of it. Yeah, they were. And of course, the IRA retaliated hardest against them after Bloody Sunday. Precisely. So you see the Red Berets or the parachute insignia and they target them specifically. Yeah. But yeah, so he's obviously got some demons in his his mind, so to speak. I'd definitely say so. And this is the first snippet (laughs) you see of that. Then Irby goes back to this other guy, though Sonny, who's like the gangster. He's the top gangster, isn't he? He's a proper greaser, isn't he? He's a proper grease boy. He's right. got his hair slicked back. He's got a leather jacket. <laughs> leather jacket, white t-shirt, jeans. He's he's like he, the proper early nineties, late eighties, still hanging on to that greaser seventies yeah. style kind of thing. Do you think Grease was his favourite film? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. And obviously Irby goes back and he sort of gives Sonny the money, he gets more drugs, you know, and he goes out to deal again. But then he bumps into Richard outside Sonny's house, like the back way in. Outside the back of the club, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm really sorry about that earlier, mate, you know. Don't know what, don't know what came over me. He like. shakes his hand, he apologises to him. And of course, Herbie has no idea who he is. He's probably trying to, he, he must, I think he's got some recognition for him, because obviously he grew up in the town. I think he does, because he, he goes back and he says, I'm sure that's Anthony's brother. Yeah, and the two guys in the flat. Yeah, when he goes, so he goes to his mates, Soz and Tough, and they're in a flat taking drugs. They love their weed. A lot of marijuana on that one, on mm. them walls, in yeah. a lot of leaves. They, they've even got a fly, a fly net that goes over your door, and it's just marijuana leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you can say you had one of them at some point, Claire. I had a, a throw that I brought from a festival with the the leaves on over over my sofa. Do you think I remember that as well? Orange one. Yeah. So they go and they're taking drugs, they're getting high. And he's turning up the conversation, he's like, I'm sure that's Anthony's brother, but I can't be sure. Irby goes to leave, he sees a man in a military gas mask, actually a Russian military gas mask. An old one as well. An old like Russian, an old World War Two. Yeah. It's, I think it's in the 70s. Oh, it's more of the Cold War era. Yeah. So either way, it's not of modern time. No, well, and it's quite more actually, modern you know, now, I guess. <laughs> it's quite menacing, actually, isn't it? Yeah. It's quite yeah. a scary gas mask. Gas masks as well. Gas masks are a bit scary anyway. Yeah, shits it, doesn't he? Of course he does, he I really would as well. Shits it, but he, he, does, he does point right at him. Because he's through the glass, he's looking through the grass from the entrance of the flats, isn't he? Yeah. And he's about to walk out the flats when he sees this geese just stood there with his mask on. And because it's dark and there's lights, it, it kind of highlights just his face pretty much. Yeah. But this, this gas mask, elephant man looking face. <laughs> <laughs> And he, and he fucking points right at him and then he smacks on the window and this is when Herbie shits a brick and runs back up to the stairs very, very quickly. Yeah, and he, he's, he's shouting at the lads and he like, lads, lads, there's, there's, there's a man outside, he's that fucking there. He's man. Man. They're like, right, go on, let's go down. One grabs a saucepan. <laughs> <laughs> Not a kitchen knife. Kitchen knife and a saucepan. They fucking run downstairs. So they're outside, they're looking for him, he's not there. They go back up to the flat. Yeah. 
Oh dear, the drugs are gone. Uh, everything's gone. Oh dear. Flat's been trashed. Yeah. Flat's been trashed. And Shay, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say this actually. Shaney. Shaney Stoking? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Not quite sure what that meant. What it is, is in very sick patients, it's the name of the breathing pattern that is a sign of impending death. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh. Right. I didn't right, get that. was a yeah. deep message, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. He spray painted that all over the wall, didn't he? Yeah. And he nicks the drugs, he nicks everything, he trashes the place and out the window. And this is a couple of floors up. Yes, yeah. A couple of floors up, he's, and he's done this in the time that they've kind of run upstairs, run back downstairs, run outside, had a bit of a look round, probably a few minutes. So within that time, he snuck round, climbed up a pipe or whatever, got into the flat, quickly trashed it, nicked a bag of drugs. He's definitely ninja, Yeah, he's proper... He's very ninja. Very yeah. dangerous. He's a proper... He's, he's had more than just... I think he... I would say he's had SF training, I would. Of some sort. What Batman training, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's Batman. Maybe he's even Jedi training. He's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the Derby Batman. I would have recognised him if he was... Oh, uh, yes, of course <laughs> you would if you'd have recognised the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, of course Obviously. you would, yeah. 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 With your extensive knowledge of the Force. Yeah. Yeah. I would have felt it. <laughs> <laughs> Felt a disturbance of the soul. <laughs> so, no drugs. That's an issue. Mm. So the next day, Herbie saws him tough. Go to Sonny, the leader of the gang. When he answers the door, he's had his face painted like a fucking clown. Oh, yeah. I mean, a very girly clown. An immaculate clown, obviously, but a clown not well, less. It, wasn't it more like an old school, terrible drag queen? I think it was more of that look that he was going for. You could be it? right, actually, because yeah, he had a blue, blue mascara and yeah. rouged cheeks. That, I thought the yeah. clown idea. No, because it was, the, that, it was that old school. The way they piled in that car as well, that old car. That's it, the but also, in CV. Them, like a clown car, isn't it? The but in them out. days, you'd have your women that dressed up as men. Sorry, men dressed up as women on stage, and they would they would wear makeup not far from that, and they'd do over over the top lipstick and... Very bright rouge and then yeah. like stupid big eye eyebrow things, eyeliner, whatever you call it. We'll compromise and we'll call it a drag clone. That'll do. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's gonna look like a drag clone. But he hasn't got a clue of this. <laughs> no, he doesn't realise, and they're all looking at his face, going, "For fuck's sake!" And he's stood in the street, and they're all kind of like saying, "Mate, sh- we need to go inside. Sh- we should go inside, mate. Come on, come on, mate. Come on, come inside. Come in." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> He's none the wiser. We should really talk about this inside, mate. Come on. <laughs> uh, turns out that then fellow gang members, Big Al and Gypsy John. These are the, these are the older fellows. These are the old guys, aren't they? The old school gangsters. They've also had their hair and clothes painted during the night, and I don't know which. I, do, I don't know which one's which. I'll confess. Who's the first one that gets killed? Gypsy John. Gypsy John. Right, so He's in a suit, and he's someone's written spray painted knob and put a target on his yeah, back. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't number one, was it? No, it was definitely Knob. Knob? Yeah. yeah. It was Knob and then a target on the back. Yeah. Unless it was, actually, it could have been number one because what happens later for Shadows, that, that's what I was that thinking. That could be it. That's what I was With a target, target as well, yeah. It looked like a B to me. I, it thought it, like... I, I genuinely thought it was Knob. Yeah. But it looked yeah. like a bit like Nib as well, didn't it? The way the, yeah. the O was, it was just like a blacked out O and it wasn't sure whether it was an O or an I. Considering his sort of Andy work with the face paint, I'm expecting a bit more legibility yeah. on the I graffiti. It, I'm pretty sure it said no. I've always could thought it, it said no. Could be the number way he one. gets it first, doesn't he? He's the first to get it. 
is they all suspect each other of playing games and Irby tells, tells them Richard's back in town and they all pile into a Citroen 2CV a little clone car as Mike said mm. and they just see him he's just stood there and he's not hiding he's out stood there in his yeah. Rambo coat well before this though they, they, they try and work out who's been talking to this ex-soldier and they go and see the girl don't they and they, they have it out with her first. It's also implied that Sonny's daughter, isn't it? Potentially, yeah, yeah. with the black hair. Yeah, yeah. So they all go round and, like, intimidate this girl, saying, you've been fucking that soldier, you've been telling him all... And she, she clearly hasn't. He just knows because he's got some weird connection. He, he knows. He knows the crack, basically. He knows of them from his past and things like that, so he knows what happened. But yeah, so then it's after that. Then they're driving down the road, aren't they? Yeah, and they see, him, and he's stood there with Anthony, who just stays off to the side mm. in his Adidas poppers. Yeah. Suddenly he gets out. He comes up to him, and his, Richard literally says to him, "I had your, you know, I could have slit your throat last night. I was looking over you. I had you in the palm of my hand." Yeah, and he goes, he's. he's Tells him where he's staying. He's staying at this old farm. Yeah, just come and get me. Come and get me. And he's, I, I might just do that. Well, he's basically saying to him, "I'm going to kill you all. So you pack all your shit, come and find me before I find you." Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what he's, he's like. Come on, and then he walks off, and he's like, and all the all the geezers are all sat in this little fucking crammed into this car, little Citroen two CV. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little Citroen two CV. <laughs> fucking sat in his stupid little car. He's got a chin him. He's got a chin him. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's sussing him out. He's sussing him out. Uh, that's all. We can all just get out and, and chin him. And be like, no, 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 just leave him to it. Leave him to it. But yeah, funny as fucking. And then he come, comes back in and he's like, they just drive, drive off. <laughs> yeah. What? Because he realise, realises he's not scared of him when everyone else in the town is scared of him. Yeah. He's been used to being the bully yeah. boy. And, and to be fair, Richard, Paddy Constantine plays a great part in this bit as well because he's like, the the intensity in his eyes is like, those are the eyes of a crazy man. It would scare almost anybody, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he decides that he's going to shoot him. Yeah. And so they go to the farm and he sends him Big Al to draw Richard out. Well, first of all... Oh, look, we missed a bit. They said the gang are playing cards in the yeah, back they of all the, go, the they club. They all go back to the club, don't they, to try yeah. and make a plan. They have a plan. And when Gypsy John goes to the toilet, Richard, having sneaked into the house, kills him with an axe. Yeah. Using the dead man's blood to smear the words one down on the wall. So number one on the back of the shirt, on the on the jacket. Potentially, but I do think it said knob, but maybe it was like knob one. Also, I don't know, who knows? There might have been something in it. Well, either way, Brutal. he's dead. Yeah, he Brutal was the anyway. first one. Yeah. Writing in blood on the wall. Nothing sends a message like writing something in the, in the dead guy's blood on the wall, does it? Especially that alone sends a message, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially when he was just about to go for a crack. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's the... Getting killed on the on the toilet, or going to the toilet, it's yeah. all you want. Yeah, give me some little bit of dignity. So the next morning they go to the farm where the Richard is staying with Anthony, sending him big owl to draw Richard out, and suddenly prepares to shoot him with a rifle with their only round. <laughs> This explains when we were yeah, like... Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it seemed a bit odd why they just didn't... It's not something you, come, you don't come across rounds easily, though, do you? Not in Britain, no. No. So maybe, like, yeah, it's understandable, isn't it? 
So he prepares to shoot him. However, he misses and kills Big Al. <laughs> Straight in the back of the Straight head. Straight in the back of the head. With a telescopic sight at probably no more than 20 metres away. Suddenly he can't shoot for shit. Or the rifle was just completely Or that sight's off. completely out. Yeah. But either way, I suppose you've only got one round. You can't zero your sights, can you? That's your problem. He did shoot it. He did push him at the same time, though, didn't he? I get the feeling Richard might have pushed him in a little bit into the line of fire. See, Richard probably being very skilled in what he's done for the past eight years, he was probably clocking exactly what Sonny was doing, knew exactly where he was pocket pointing it, and he was probably like, all right, I'll just push you over there a bit, boom. <laughs> it could have been that calculated even, because that distance, you can see a big fucking rifle. You can see exactly where it's aimed. If You know, you know if you're looking down the barrel of that rifle, it's aimed at you. If you're not looking down the barrel of it, guess what? It's not aimed at you. So, oh. either way, R.I.P. Big Al, number two's down. With very little, oh, little effort. In all fairness, Big Al deserved to die, not just for the abuse he gave to... Uh, he was one day from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> he was better to give up his life of crime. <laughs> not only for the abuse he ditched out to Anthony, but also the fact he was wearing double denim, and it wasn't the apocalypse. <laughs> was for him. Yes, it was for him. But either way, double denim... That's a no-no for me. Deserve to die. <laughs> the surviving members then beat a hasty retreat. They've got no rounds left. And they, but the car breaks down. Because it's yeah. a bag of shit. <laughs> tough. The clutch is gone. Yeah, the clutch is gone. And tough at this point, as a mini sort of, fuck this, I'm out of here moment. The guy with the most ironic name. Yeah. Tough. Toy downstairs moving his furniture oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Does it he must know. He <laughs> must know that what you're doing is uh, oh right, they're all there. Every fucking Saturday for fucking six I'm, years. I'm gonna move the furniture around. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? It's probably his feng shui time. This is the time he has to at the sundown on a Saturday he has to align his furniture for the following week. That's what it is. It's feng shui. Sorry, if you do hear like funny big loud farty noises, that is the noise. It's the downstairs moving furniture we can only assume. Well, or it's Jeffrey O'Dama's kind of English version of him living beneath us. Maybe. Me. Has anyone offered you any meat recently, like? No. <laughs> anyone offered you meat recently? No. Trying to pull it off as pork. Yeah. yeah. Brought you a pork sandwich, perhaps? Pork sword, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Just his dick between two slices of bread. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Hang on, this isn't right. <laughs> Tough does one. He's out of there. He's like, he's going to kill us all. I'm gone. Freaks out, he? he runs away. They all get back to Sonny's house where Richard is already waiting for them. In the meantime, though, what I just interject between that little bit, so you've got like the, the breaking down of the car, then all <laughs> bitching and fucking Tough wanting to run away because he's crying and that. You then it then goes back to Richard and Anthony sat mm. in their little farmland bit. Richard's got all the, the drugs that he had yeah, stolen yes. from the the, pre the previous night mm -hmm. or a couple of nights ago when it was. <laughs> He's just mashing it all up together: pills, yeah. coke, whatever. Speed. He finds some acid, mixes it all in, yeah. and he he got that in a bag. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to send him on a high, on a high, man." So I think they're going to go to space, man. And they ain't coming back off this spaceship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just chatting away to Anthony, and Anthony's just like going, hmm, 
And she's kind of like looking at him, kind of smiling, agreeing, and mm, yeah, yeah. Ooh. yeah, there's a lot there, kind of. <laughs> and yeah, and you just see these little snippets of them two just chatting in the farmhouse in between all these little bits of action that are going on. You get these little couple of moments of that. That pureness of the brotherly love. Yeah, and which he's like really looks just, up to him, doesn't he? I just felt you need we needed to put that in because yeah. it is it is one of the it's one of the key parts of the film, isn't it? You, you get to learn that that pure love that he has for his mentally what, challenged, challenged impaired. Yeah, me, yeah, mentally challenged, mentally impaired younger brother who he's clearly obviously always kind of looked out for, and his brother's always clearly idolised Richard. Yeah. Always idolise Richard Adam, yeah. Well, they're having a chat, sat in them tyres, aren't they? And he's like, oh, you know, uh, you were really good at football, weren't you? Everyone clapped for you. Yeah. You know, and he's just like, at all of Richard's achievements, he's yeah. reading back to him because he looks up to him that much. Well, he went he? to his school, didn't he? He went to his school and he won the race and he, yeah. he raised loads of money and all the kids wanted to hold his hands. And then he says, he says, but well, I didn't hold your hand. He says, I don't need to hold your hand, do I? Yeah. And it's just like one of those little touching moments that make brings those little lumps to your throat. And you think, oh, it's beautiful, like because you see this fucking rough nutter of a bloke. <laughs> He's only killed two men. Yeah, but then you see that little snippet of the heart and the love that he has for his little brother. Like he obviously tolerates all sorts of environments for the sake of his little brother. Yeah, sleeping on some pallets. Yeah, <laughs> looks painful. Yeah, yeah. Richard is hiding in the kitchen pantries. They all go around searching the house with their little makeshift weapons. Like somebody's got a crossbow. One guy's got a sword. Proper That's like it. Samurai. One's got a sword. Yeah, yeah. katana. Yeah, it's like a, a katana of sorts, isn't it? Probably a replica that doesn't work. Yeah. Then one gets a little fucking dagger, and yeah. like, he's like, "It might have got actually, a bigger sword." <laughs> it might have actually been a military sword. I think it might have been a military mm. sword. It was, to be honest. So they're not even actually sharp. But you'd still stab someone with it. Unless it's a World War Two vintage one. Potentially. But it, I think it was a military sword of sorts. Mm. And then, yeah, he passes Irby, his little dagger, about three and a half inch little fat little dagger. And he's like, ah, oh, you, got, you got something bigger, Sonny? <laughs> and he's like, ah, nah, nah, it's all right. Don't worry, you won't see this. He's hold it down and just jab it in and he won't see it kind of thing. Just try yeah. to make it. And he's like, ah, army issue. And he's like, he, he is fucking army. He's trained. He, he is trained <laughs> army. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with that kind of thing? These guys are fucking jokers, though, aren't they? they are very much so. The fact that they don't look under the stairs yeah. where, where where he was hiding all the time, just by the kitchen under the stairs. Oh, for yeah. sake, first place you'd look in it. You'd check check a cupboard, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd so check under the bed. Any kind of cupboard that's man-sized. You'd be looking in it, wouldn't you? Stab, stab, stab. Right, there's no one in it. Good. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so he puts the drugs in the in the kettle, doesn't he? Yeah, all that, that bag of however many different drugs concocted together. Which was get... even British gangsters drink tea, don't they? Yeah. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah. And obviously that was the first thing they do when they feel like, okay, We're safe, the house is safe. clear, we can relax. Get the brew on. Yeah. So they get the brew on. And the pot noodle. And a pot noodle, yeah. The one of them has the pot noodle. Soz has a pot noodle, doesn't he? He does. And yeah, and, and then, then the next thing you know, they're, they're sat in the bathroom together because they're all hanging around together. They're not leaving each other's side. That's obviously, that's been predetermined within yeah. this. They're, they're, they're staying in the, in the room with each other no matter what. Sonny's having a quick bath. 
Soz is having a shit. <laughs> a really, a really nasty, stinking, runny, smelly shit by the sounds and looks of it and, uh, and the reactions. <laughs> and, and then they all go downstairs and then the next thing you know, they're all sat in the living room and Sonny's doing weights and they're all drinking and smoking and and then they start tripping. Because yeah. the tea starts to kick in. <laughs> Could you take that much drugs all mixed together, all different types, or would you just shut down... Well, I think the fact that it was, the fact that it was boiled in water mm. would have probably lessened the effect of a lot of the drugs. It would have definitely, because boiling water kills a lot of shit. So th- there would still be stuff in it that, like the acid, that would have a, an effect. Well, plus some of it would have boiled off, wouldn't it? That's that's the yeah. thing. A lot of it would have boiled off within the boiling process, but enough there to have give some weird effect when you've got all these different drugs yeah, all mixed together. Yeah. So one by one, they are completely intoxicated, let's say. Yeah. But at no point do anyone, does anyone like question it? Do they, they were just fucked up? No one goes, <laughs> you've been fucking drugged. No one says it, do they? No, that's true. Sonny says he doesn't feel right at one point, and then Soz is going, does my face look like it's melting? Yeah. <laughs> my face feels funny. And at that point, you'd be like, I think we've got... But I think at that point, it was too late for him because once it started kicking in, it obviously hit him like a fucking wave. And it was like, boom, boom, boom. You ain't standing up after that, are you? Yeah, a bit of acid kicked in yeah. first, I think. And they were a bit like, ooh, I feel a bit funny. My then face have... is melty. Then the coke and the pills mm. and all the other little bits and bobs that were in there started just go, oh, my turn. Have that. It is the worst <laughs> trip ever. I'm about to have it. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. He literally just drags Sonny into another room, puts a plastic bag over his head, and executes him with a revolver shot to the yeah. head. He, he, yeah, he comes in and he's, well, he starts toying with them, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's stand, making them stand up and dance at his party. He's yeah. like, dance at my party. You enjoying my party? Come on. And they're all they're all just kind of almost going with it in a in almost like a a, a fully controlled manner. Like they are being completely controlled, but they're letting themselves be controlled so obviously so scared of him and well, they all fucked man they can't do and anything and they know fuck they must know say. like oh, fuck what I can do about this oh, fuck it I'll just do what he says but, oh it's a question of, like, this is the baddest trip I'm on ever because yeah. you would be thinking that because you're obviously all you're thinking about is him turning up yeah so, the, so like, you get him, think he's real you, but you don't think he's real like, this is just a bad trip he's not in the house the doors are locked everything's fine well he doesn't really touch him are they? he, he won't let him touch him he doesn't he do goes, he, he goes to Sars I think yeah. it is goes to touch him and he moves out the way he doesn't touch him he just moves out the way just takes a step me. don't fucking touch me so he must think at that point, he's like, he must be thinking this is the baddest trip. Well, he then ever. starts saying, you're the devil. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not the devil. Oh, like, you're it. Jesus. He's like, no, nah, I'm not Jesus. He's like, you're the devil. <laughs> and he's like laughing like, you're the devil. I don't devil. think they were scared of him at all because of that wasted. Yeah, that, it, it, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. But then, yeah, he drags Sonny off, then he sticks a bag over his head and fucking full on... Shoots him in the top of the head, execution yeah. style. Well, the it's other like, two didn't bat an eyelid, though, did they? Because they didn't, you know. Well, they, they took him in like, the kitchen. Didn't really know fuck all about it. He'd have been a gunshot, though. Yeah, but so they're they pretty. Were, they're they, so wasted, they didn't yeah. even realise. Yeah, all they're too wasted to fucking get up. Yeah. It's, well. he, it's what he did to Soz. I, I quite, I thought it was quite. Yeah, the brutal. upward palm strike to the nose. Mm. Is that isn't that a myth? No, 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 no. 
if you can break the nose in the right place, the bone can just go, it can go straight up and it just goes right into the brain. Mm. I'm going to find this out now, keep talking. That was brutal, that was. But he, yeah, he just kind of makes him stand there yeah. and he just stands there and he says, right, I'm going to end it now. He's like, ah, I'm going to, uh, yep. Yeah. And he just stands still, that's it, he stand there and he stands there completely straight and he's whack. And yeah, he just falls down. A palm strike to the nose can't kill you by driving the nose bone into your brain. It's a common misconception devoid of the knowledge of human anatomy and the amount of blunt force trauma the nose can take. However, death can occur through concussion if you fall and hit your head on the ground. Mm. That's obviously what happened though. That's from Combat Crab, a Krav Maga site. Mm, I don't know how reliable he is. Krav Maga is a pretty brutal martial art. Mm. Either way, uh, I just check Quora. It's it, it's been done in many films, hasn't it? it it's well, got it's that it's that artistic license, license yeah. isn't it? It's that artistic license. But either way, that's how he finishes him off. Not a nice way. I don't like the one where he stabs him in. You know, stabs the guy that's just sitting in the chair. Yeah. After he shows him that suitcase where Tuff's corpse is inside, it's all yeah, bent up. And yeah, because you, you, all you got left then is young Herbie tripping out, and he goes up to Herbie and makes out like he, he's forgiven Herbie. He's like, you're a good man. And he's like, all right. He's like, yeah, you. you're a good man. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> in all the flashbacks though Herbie didn't seem the worst out of the lot of them no, did he? no he wasn't but he was one of them wasn't he so in Richard's eyes that was good enough and it turns out there was another guy that he hasn't that's not hanging around with him anymore but he wants to know where this other guy lives so he, he, he basically cons him and says look if you tell me I'll let you live yeah and he's like will you? he's like yeah don't worry you're a good man shakes hand gives him a hug and and he's like, yeah, he tells him where the other guy lives. He said he doesn't know the street, but he gives him the he gives him the town. That's enough. It's all he needed. Then he finds Herbie's little knife. Yeah. And he's like, mm. was this for me? Was this for me? And Herbie's like, no, no. He's oh, like, go on. You might as well tell me, mate. He's like, this was this for me? And he's like, well, yeah. And he's like, oh, mate, don't worry about it. Come here. Gives him a hug and fucking sticks it right in the top of his ribs and just. Yeah. Right, yeah, nasty, nasty way to Between die. the third and fourth rib. Yeah, straight up into the lung, mm. give it a twist, bleed out within a few seconds. And you need a three and a half inch blade to kill. Yeah, quite easy to be dead within a few seconds from that. But yeah, so then that's it, then little, little Herbie's gone. Yeah, the next day Richard arrives in a nearby town where the final gang member Mark lives with his wife and two sons. A bit creepy at this point because he's mm. like, Approaches the the kids when they're at the park, and he gives them a knife. And what does he give them? The mask. Gas the mask. mask yeah, the yeah. gas mask. And it's the knife that he killed Herbie with yeah. as well. And then oh, a soldier gave it to us. And the mother's obviously very angry with them. Sends upstairs. Mark returns home. The final gang member. He immediately kind of shits his pants a bit. Takes the kids out to look for Richard. Richard goes and talks to the mom. He's, he's waiting, watching already. He's yeah. watching the house. So as soon as they leave, he goes and knocks on the door, doesn't he? He speaks to the mother. You know, he tries to intimidate her a little bit. She says, "No, you gave my son a knife. Mm. I'm a good. You know, are you a good mother? Yes, I'm a good mother. You know, you shouldn't keep away from the kids." When Mark returns, 
he then like realizes who the fuck it is. Yeah, because he says it's my name's Richard. Yeah, Anthony's brother. That's it, Anthony's and brother. And then she tells it him when he goes home. Yeah, he said it was Anthony's brother, and he goes white like a ghost. And he, he does. Thing and I'd imagine some poo comes out. Yeah, a little bit. This he he tells them the tale of what happened to Anthony, and this is where the twist comes in because we've been seeing Anthony all through the film, haven't we? Yeah. Either by Richard or talking to him. Or flashbacks. Or or in flashbacks. But at this point, we remember that this is we go to a flashback here where they're all in the castle up on the hill taking acid and the bullying goes to a whole new level there. The abuse goes to a whole new level, doesn't it? Mm. They're beating him up, beating Anthony up, kicking yeah. him on the ground. They put a noose around his neck and they lead him to this little... The devil's, the devil's room. Yeah. Devil's is it called the yeah. devil's house and they're pretending to hang him and they're putting his head through the the rope through the door his head's against the window it's like they're threatening to kill him they're beating him he's calling out for Richard it's brutal it is brutal and they, they say to him look if you stop, if you keep shouting out Richard's going to get shot your mum's going to get sick yeah so you've got to be quiet otherwise your brother's going to get shot in the army you're going to get a bullet in the head so you got to be quiet. So they fucking leave him there, don't they? And like lock him in this well, not lock him in this room, but make him stay in this room. Yeah. And obviously, between him tripping his tits off and his mental state in nor- normal circumstance for him, obviously, kind of it was too much for him, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Anthony takes his own life by hanging. Yeah. So. At that point, we realise in the film that we've got a bit of a Fight Club situation going yeah, on well, with Anthony and Richard. Is it Fight Club or is it Ghost? Well, I, he's, <laughs> well is it? Is it though? Is it the Ghost or is, of his or, is it, or is he just living inside? Well, Fight Club. He, he he's is just, himself. Tired of and it's him. Oh yeah. Not well, he's still seeing club, him. Yeah. You know? He's seeing Tyler. He's looking through his own eyes and seeing Tyler when he's Tyler. Yeah. He's either imagining his brother. It's, he's, he's basically his imaginary friend, or. His brother's spirit's following him around, and he's genuinely got some weird connection and talks to his brother. Well, because I know lots of people who who died, and their partner. You know lots of people who've died. Yeah, and their partner oh, still speaks come, to him. He didn't come back and tell you. No, no, like, <laughs> like are they here now? No, their their partner like speaks to him. Well, things like that. Yeah, yeah, all right, that's your so, own personal belief. I personally think it's absolute bollocks. Well, it's not my um, belief that someone speaks to their partner because well, they do and I'm well, saying that's I, what they do well, so do whether, they, whether, whether, they're, whether it's like an imaginary version of their partner and they're still having the day that's, to day that's a grieving see, process see I'm talking things like your nan when your nan dies and your granddad still has conversations with her and things like that And he, but he truly believed he'd be having conversations with her and he wasn't he hadn't lost his plot at that point could be PTSD but that's what I mean so is it that kind of scenario where it's just like an imaginary friend Mm. Or is it implied that that's his spirit following him around? You don't know, do you? No, it's never. It's never. Christ's sake! I hope he told him to kill the right people. Because <laughs> what you know, because he says Richard at one point. It's Anthony says to Richard, "That's one of them." Well, this is what made he doesn't. Richard doesn't know that's one of them. But this is what led me to believe, believe that. It could. It was the spirit of Anthony following him around because Anthony pointed him out and said, "That's one of them." He's like, "Is it okay?" Because he didn't know who he was until he was pointed out to him. What if it's the wrong guy? <laughs> but that. But that's what made me think it was the spirit of him. Mm. 
and I have done for years ever since watching it I think yeah. I've always assumed it was the spirit of Anthony that could be the director's intention yeah you can interpret it anyway and for moments really, like you? that obviously the next morning Richard takes Mark hostage and he takes him to where Anthony hanged himself and demands he tell him his part in what happened and Mark explains how his fault was not was in fact not stopping the abuse Mark wasn't really comfortable with it or was he? No, you could tell he wasn't because it, it showed you the snippets throughout again yeah. and it concentrated on Mark. So when all these different events were going on, like at the time when they made him have sex with the girl and all, they were all kind of slapping him and being a bit boisterous with him. He'd always be looking a bit like, yeah. oh, guys, yeah. don't, what are you doing? Like, Standing to the rear of it all as yeah. well, off to the side. So when we're seeing the flashbacks of originally about happening and we're not we, you're not really seeing Mark are no, you no. he stood off to the side while a lot of it's happening like I'm with these guys but I'm not with these guys and it's clearly obvious that he left five six seven years ago and he's got married he's moved out of town he's out, he's a, he's done with that gang he's of a, he's got two kids he, exactly he's got a couple of six seven year old lads like, you know what I mean so it was obvious that he, he'd washed his hands with that kind of life anyway he'd he, settled down hadn't he yeah Richard confesses to killing the other men. He does that great line where he's like, God's going to forgive him, and I can't let that happen. Yeah. Mm. You know, he tells Mark that he feels like a monster, even though he admits he considers his brother a spastic and an embarrassment. I've read somewhere an opinion online where that thinks that Richard thinks thought that Anthony was weak mm. because he's quite a strong guy. Isn't he? Well... Not at this point, because he's... Yeah. But he has been, you know, athletic, in the army, paratrooper, mm. highly driven, highly motivated. He'd probably look down at Anthony as being weak, secretly. At times of his life, certainly, you would have, you would have thought that maybe he did, was embarrassed by his brother, maybe in their younger years, things like that. And that's maybe how he truly felt inside. Or maybe he was almost like a shock, trying to get out of or is it the, the other guy kind he of thing didn't think Anthony was a spastic and an embarrassment until he killed himself because of these hanging men with those clowns maybe and that's when he decides he decides he's weak because not only took his own life he didn't have the balls to just not go and be with those guys mm. easily impressionable though wasn't he that's it he obviously he's men you know, quite mentally impaired isn't he so mm. But he tells Mark that he now feels like a monster and he gives a knife to Mark and demands he kill him lest he continue his monstrous ways. And he says, like, you got two kids, you've got a wife. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a monster. He said, I came to you thinking you're the monster, but I'm now the monster. He says, you should have been the monster, mm. but I'm the monster. you turned me into this. Yeah, and you've turned me into this because you didn't fucking stop it. Yep. You could have stopped it. You could have helped one of them. But because of you, I'm the fucking monster. So stop it. You end this for me now. Because I don't know what I'm capable of. And that's that, that's basically it, wasn't it? And yeah, he, Mark stabs he, him. He, he, he makes him stab yeah. him. He, yeah. he physically makes him stab him. He grabs his hand and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He yeah. physically makes him stab him. But he does. He goads him and goads him and goads him until finally Mark just does give that yeah. lift. And takes it straight into his gut and quick twist or whatever, just to try and hopefully make it quick. I'm assuming. Yeah, possibly. Well, more than likely. Yeah, because he wasn't a monster. That other guy. He, he was. He was one of those guys that was hung around with a bad crowd. Never really was one of them. But 
clearly got out. Yeah. Family man got right, his life on track. Still have issues with the police, isn't he? Yeah, well, that was yeah. my. I was. I was going to say, Claire, do you want to expand on that? <laughs> The aftermath, the aftermath of it, because it'll still be manslaughter, won't it? Even though you know, you could say, "Oh, we got into a fight, and you know, it was him or me." Or self-defense, yeah. Self-defense, but still. It's his word against the dead man, isn't it? It's yeah, but Richard has just killed five or so. That is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You'd be out. Uh, you'd probably. He's broken your home away. and kidnapped you as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, you'd probably get away with you, it. You might get away with that yeah. if you told them the fucking truth. Although your obviously mental state may deteriorate because you've taken a life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, quite easily. But maybe that's the the penalty the for not doing anything. The price to pay for yeah. standing back and not saving Anthony mm, when he could have. Yeah. Being weak himself. His parents in a way. He could have stood back and said, No, I ain't getting back in the van, I'm gonna fucking make sure he's alright. Fuck off you twats. That's what I'd have done. Fifty cuffs with a few people, I'd have done it. Don't care. Well, they're all high on acid anyway. Because was your high on acid at the time as well. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to impair your judgment. Yeah, shame. Great story, a tragic story in lots of yeah, ways. Yeah, it's a family destroyed. Yeah, yeah, beautifully cast. Oh yeah, yeah. really well cast. Uh, well the acting's acting's good. Yeah, uh, it was all right. Uh, a great little plot twist. I like the I like the, the plot twist because most people do think Anthony's with him, and then at yeah. the end you're like, ah, huh? What? He's dead? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that was my reaction the first time I watched it, and I, I remember showing it to my old friend Ian and that, and he, he kind of like he was a bit like that. He was like, what? Like looked at me a bit bemused. At so first, like, I, thought, oh, I wasn't expecting that. It's a bit of an overreaction what he was doing. Yeah, because you don't see the end. You no. don't see what happens to him. No, this you is think it. he's still alive. And it's only at the You're end. Like fucking hell, this guy is a right psychopath. Okay, they, <laughs> that's what the know. British Army does to you. Eight yeah. years in the paras, you just come back home, start killing people. Yeah. And it's literally in that last ten minutes though that you realise. Okay, he wasn't being over the top as such. He was he was getting proper revenge. Still for his slightly over death. the top. He did. Yeah, of course it torture was torture and murder people in cold blood. Of course it was over the top, but it was a just revenge in a sense. You can see why he thought it was a just revenge. Yes, yeah. yes. With with his pro- obvious PTSD, yeah. things like that. He's, he's a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. He's come out of a workplace and he's utilising his skills. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They, did, they didn't train him up to be brickies in them days. They'd fucking send you out with the skills you had. He was a killing machine. That's what he knew. It's a valid point. He did well by his trade. <laughs> I will say, though, that my only criticism of this film like, is how just fucking easy it was for him to kill everybody. I was expecting like at least one of them to kind of like maybe hurt him in some way. He goes away, does a little bit of a montage, comes back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he even dyed one guy's hair. Yeah. <laughs> what he slept. There's, there's being drunk, right? <laughs> and there's being that drunk he can stand over your cheek in a graffiti can, and, yeah. and you don't wake up. I don't know. I I've painted some very drunk people's faces before now, mm-hmm. expecting them to wake up, and they don't wake up. It's fucking great. Well, okay. Sometimes I thought the shaky camera work, you know, it was meant to look sort of authentic yeah. and real. Sometimes it did make you feel a bit nauseous, a little bit, a bit queasy in places. 
You'd be fucked watching a Blair Witch Project then, wouldn't you? Oh, well, silly as shit, eh? Yeah. Bag of shit. Actually, I just felt ill watching that. I, I, just, I think I left. There were some funny bits in it. All part in that car. <laughs> yeah. This is it, it. It has a bit of everything in the film, and it's meant to as well. It's meant to be a little bit funny, gritty, bit fucking sick. It's got it's got all the different elements, really, isn't it? Bit of a thriller, bit of suspense. Reminder of your local drug dealer's house. <laughs> Little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, it was kind of a bit of a wave of gritty British revenge thrillers slash action movies that came out. There was definitely Outlaw came out at this time with Sean Bean and Danny fucking Dyer. Dog Soldiers around that kind of time as well. It probably wasn't far off. Mm. Yeah. I know it was slightly different, but That's it was a similar, different. very similar feel. It's got that British gritty feel, isn't it? Mm. So like, what, what would we give it out of ten? Well, I think IMDB's pretty fair, you know, it kept me yeah. in, in, engaged. 7.6? Yeah. I'll go a bit lower, I'll go a 6.9. I think Paddy's really good in it though. Just because it's, it, it's it's good. I don't think it's 7.6, but fair enough. No, I wrote 7.1 after the film. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd put it at an 8. 8 for feet? That's fair enough. I always enjoyed it. And what, one of the things I really enjoyed about it was... You could believe he's ex-army. He had a very good army persona. Because people that have been in the army for a few years have a particular walk. They have a particular accent. They have a, a way about them. The way he stood, the way he held himself. It was very... You've been a soldier for eight years. And, and he, well, he pulled... Not just any soldier uh, either, really. One of, no, the, one no, of the best in the army. Completely. And, but he really pulled that off very believably. Because you don't have to be some big muscle-bound hard-nut that a lot of people assume, like, you're American kind of soldiers. You always think... When you, when you see anything with American soldiers, they're always big and burly, aren't they? 90% of the time. Whereas 90% of our British forces probably not much m more built than I am. Well, they're usually quite um, lean, aren't they? That's what I mean. They, but they're fucking strong it's and they're lean very and fit. It's that, um, lean, it's mean, killing machine. It's that farmer's strength, isn't it? Yeah, You've got a exactly. thin body, but you're strong as fuck. Yeah, exactly. You, you might not be very big, but Jesus, you'll you'll tackle any big fucker. And it's one of them. And he, But he pulls it off brilliantly, and I think he... This one of the things that gives it that eight for me is, um, yeah, is before, Paddy's oh, performance. Don't get me wrong... Best thing about the film, one hundred percent. That yeah. and that is why I, that's why I yeah. like the film. Was Paddy? Nothing yeah. else in it was just Paddy. It really was. It, it opened. I say I saw it. It must have been two thousand four, two thousand and five when I watched it, and he was a nobody at that point. I, I think I may have seen him in. I, I, I may not have ever seen him. I don't know, but I remember that really opened my eyes to him as an actor, and I always enjoyed anything I've ever seen with him in it if I've ever seen him I'd watch the film you really should check out House of the Dragon then hmm yeah I just haven't got Sky yes sadly <laughs> should we call it a day later yeah yeah right. I'm in Ben thanks for listening don't in the play raid don't join the call I'm in Mike thanks for listening peace out may the force be with me I've been Pete. Everybody have a nice week. Take care. Bye.